Well, this is Thabiti Anyablile, and uh, you're on the front porch, and we thank you for pulling up a chair for these conversations about biblical faithfulness in African-American churches and beyond uh, around the world. And uh, in many respects, our, our conversations over the last couple of weeks uh, have been exactly about that, about faithfulness to the Great Commission uh, in our churches, uh, beginning where we are, and, and then going well beyond, going to the ends of the earth. Um, with the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, it's been a joy uh, to have time with, with my, my brother and my friend, uh, Bishop Perrin Rogers, and to be talking together about, uh, in the first episode, which you should go check out, his own conversion, how he came to faith in the Lord. And the second episode, talking a little bit about uh, his ministry uh, in the church and how the Lord has moved him toward uh, a passion for missions in the local church settings that he's been in. And today, uh, he's agreed to come back and talk with us uh, about sort of a third aspect of his journey, uh, and that's something called the National African-American Missions Conference, which is uh, in kind of its second iteration in some ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we want to talk a little bit about conferencing, about gathering uh, to stir the church and to equip the church uh, for the work of the Great Commission, for the work of missions, uh, and to talk about this. I'm excited to talk about it particularly in the African-American context, because while we have, I think, a a rich history, missions-related history, and the early history of of our people, um, I think we've gone through a period of of some inactivity Mm -hmm. uh, and and maybe even unawareness of that history. And so to be talking about a a missions conference uh, primarily devoted to mobilizing African-Americans and and, and African-American churches in the Great Commissions, in the Great Commission, in partnership with others, uh, that's exciting. And so glad to be having that conversation today, brother. Thank you, your brother. Amen. So so tell us about sort of how you got involved in missions conferences and, and sort of walk us through the history of the, the National African American Missions Conference. Well, we developed a mission statement for Great Commission Global Ministries, mm-hmm. which was the ministry that we started growing out of the church. Mm-hmm. And um, that mission statement was to equip, mobilize, and train uh African-Americans for world missions. Mm. And so when you look at that mission statement to equip, to, to train, to, the, to mobilize African-Americans for world missions, we had to figure out how do you do that? Mm. How do you give feet to that? How do, you, mm. how do you get it done? And there are lots of different ways that we thought to get it done. Mm. Um, but one of them was to start a conference mm-hmm. that would specifically seek to network and equip and mobilize African-Americans for world mission. What we found is that lots of times people were doing it, but they were disconnected. Mm-hmm. Not that we were trying even to connect them, to form them into some type of organization with a hierarchy and so forth, but just simply that John didn't know what Bill was doing. Susie didn't know what Richard was doing. Mm-hmm. And there was a real need to share best experiences, best practices, best theology, um, and all of that comes up, you know, as, as you're there on the field. So the conference became a tool by which we could bring uh, like-minded people together mm. and, and equip them, mobilize them, and network them. It also was that there, were, there was a core group of people who had no involvement and we wanted to mobilize them. We wanted to initiate them. Um, there were others that just needed help. Uh, and where could we have a, a school? Mm. But met once a year. And we kind of set it up for three days, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, that's the extent of it. 
But after that, people being able to connect with each other and get further information and further knowledge on what to do and how to do it. Mm. Amen. 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 And so the conference has been around for how long now? This at this present iteration has been around for four years. Okay. This is the fourth annual conference. It's gonna be June twenty fifth through the June twenty third. <laughs> June twenty third <laughs> through the twenty fifth uh, of June. Mm-hmm. And it'll be at the McLean Bible Conference Center. Mm-hmm. We have had a tremendous partnership with McLean Bible Church. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to say that it's it's overwhelming, mm-hmm. literally the type of partnership that they have entered, which grows out of their desire to see uh, the world one for Christ, and in particular, the Washington, D.C. metro area churches yeah. to to be at the forefront of winning people to Christ. Amen. But it's been yeah. a blessing. Mon, Mon Solomon and the Saints at McLean have, yes. have a really big heart for the for the city and, yeah. and for the world and for the gospel. And, you know, I, I, I joked um, with some of the staff who were there a little while ago, I had the privilege of going over for a meeting, and I said, man, I can't throw a rock in, in Southeast D.C. without hitting somebody from McLean. <laughs> you know, just kind of everywhere, trying to trying to be busy about the work of the Lord. Yeah. And that's really encouraging uh, and, a, and a good partnership to have, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, it, it really has been. Because, you know, when you look at the conference and when we first started working on it, it was thousands of dollars. If we went to the Marriott, if we went to the Hilton, mm-hmm. we went to universities because we were looking at having workshops that would be about 14 to 21 different workshops, about four plenary speakers needed a plenary place. We also do the conference for youth, children, um, and adults, as well as mobilizers. Mm. So we're adding this year a special seminar, which will be on traumatized uh, individuals, families, uh, ministers, situations that deal with trauma, mm. how to deal with that, all these shootings that we're having, abuse that's taking place in families, the same kinds of abuse and trauma as you could read the newspaper is happening overseas right. with all the terrorism that's taking place. That's right. And so the conference is addressing those kinds of things as well, mm-hmm. um, how to respond to terrorist kind of activities, but also the aftermath and being able to put people on the ground who can really make a difference. Amen. And so in that way, the conference has uh, a, a sort of holistic kind of view of mm-hmm. missions, or at least takes into account the real world settings oh, that, that people are going into. Um, absolutely. Yeah. So Ben, in this current format, four years, mm-hmm. uh, this coming year, June 23rd to 25th, Correct. Um, 2016, right. uh, talk with me a little bit more. You, you talked about the the, the sort of mission to equip, to train, to mobilize mm. um, African-Americans and others to the mission field. Uh, talk with me a little bit more about the sort of format and the theme of the conference. You mentioned some tracks that you have and things of that sort. Right. Well, first, I'd like to be really clear that we start with children. Okay. Um, we, we recognize that when you look at the mission force of the world today across mm. the board and you interview the missionaries, most of them confess to the fact that they decided to become a missionary at around the age of eight to about 14, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. They decided to become a missionary, mm-hmm. which means that if we don't actually help young African-Americans to be aware that this is an opportunity, mm-hmm. it, it just won't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of the first pieces. We have partnered with Child Evangelism Fellowship, right. CEF, over the years. They have historically done the Children's Conference within our conference. Okay. 
And that just grows out of my experience with them as a pastor, that they just do a wonderful job mm. with children. Mm. Uh, it also is part of what the conference is about. We're constantly partnering, networking with other ministries mm. that get it done. Okay. And then secondly, youth. Um, we, we try to take youth in our church now and in my own ministry. Mm. Every time I go overseas, I try to take youth with me. Amen. Because their perception of the world mm. is it's, it's amazing. For example, took a group of youth and when, as the plane was landing, they said, do they have cars? And you know, we were going to Africa. We were going, going to Kenya, in fact. We were going to Kenya. And it was like, do they have cars? And we're saying, like, how, where do you get this, this impression, where this information that you're operating with? Um, many of the same values that we had as children about Africa, mm -hmm. they still have. Mm -hmm. about Africa. They still have a Tarzan That's right. kind of view of Africa. Mm -hmm. Now, I admit that, you know, I've seen some of everything in Africa. I've seen mud houses, mm -hmm. but I've seen skyscrapers That's right. and That's right. uh, amazing cities. World-class cities. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I've seen Lagos make New York City seem like it's slow. That's right. You know? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, we try to take youth, and it changes their values. Mm. Um, so consequently, when a youth goes there and they see, here, I'm spending $100, $200 on a pair of tennis shoes, and here there's so many needs that people have that what $200 would mean. Mm. You know, you, you translate $100, and in most of the countries, and you get back a stack of money. Mm, that's right. And so it's a tremendous education for the youth. Other thing I like about it for the youth is that it makes world history come alive. We find our students become better students having traveled abroad. Yeah, so that you, you go to Africa and you say, well, why would someone be speaking French in Africa? Why would they be speaking Portuguese, mm -hmm. Portuguese in Africa? Why would they be speaking uh, with a British accent mm -hmm. in Africa? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, the colonial reign in World War II and the division of powers and so forth mm -hmm. begins to make sense that Africa was divided up and right. all of these colonial powers. And those are the kinds of things that I love mm -hmm. about taking our young people as their eyes light up and like, oh, I get it, I get it. All of a sudden, this history that we're studying in school makes a difference. Mm -hmm. um, then adults, of course. There's the adult part of the conference and yeah. it, it's has its own tracks. Each group has their own tracks, and the youth would be in a separate track by themselves, mm -hmm. the children in a separate track, and then the adults in the track. Okay. Four plenary speakers, okay. um, almost at every conference, spread out over the time that we're there, a morning, afternoon, and evening sessions, cramming in as much as humanly possible, mm -hmm. yet still giving people a break and networking mm -hmm. time as well. Mm -hmm. Spotlights on various ministries so that they get a clear understanding of what kinds of opportunities are available. It's not a pushing of our ministry. Mm. It's not a pushing of SIM's ministry. Mm. That's been another great partnership as well. I was well. just saying, a partnership with the SIM as well. Yeah. You say a word about who they are for folks who may not yeah. be familiar? SIM is out of Charlotte. Mm -hmm. um, it used to be the Sudan Interior Missions, mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't stand for that now. Mm -hmm and has about 65 different countries that it's involved in with over 2,000 missionaries. And 
reaching out to touch the parts of the world that haven't been touched with the gospel. But tremendous partnership that we have had with them for the last three years. Now they have been uh, a co-host of the conference mm-hmm. along with us. Bruce Johnson, who's the president of SIN, has attended all of those meetings and mm-hmm. him and his wife been very actively involved, actively involved throughout the year. Great, great, great partnership. Amen. So pretty much when you come to the conference, what you'll find as an adult is that the workshops kind of span between I don't know anything to like I have been involved in this as a mobilizer for mm-hmm. the last 20 years and trying to see what's the cutting edge, um, what's the best practice now with mm-hmm. all the terrorism that's going on. How should we change what we do? How do you feel about sending uh, a novice into an area that's a very difficult, C-rated kind of area? Mm. So, mm-hmm. Amen. So there, something for everybody, really. So if you feel like, I don't know, I'm just getting started on this thing. Right. There are things there for, for that basic sort of education and equipping and training. Right. And as you said, if, you, if you've been a veteran, uh, you still need to keep your, your saw sharp. That's and, right. uh, and so things there to keep keep sharp with as well. There's also the realization that the world has come to us. Mm, that's right. And so you'll find workshops here as well that says, how do you reach the people from various country refugees that are coming, uh, that are right here now, mm-hmm. that are on university campuses and mm-hmm. so on. So there's that emphasis as well. It's not just, you got to go to Africa, you got to go to India, you got to go to China. You may not have to go anywhere. Right. You may be able to just go next door. That's right. And uh, that's exactly right. I mean, it's a good friend who uh, says there's um, that it seems as though the church, in some respects, was unwilling to go. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, "That's okay. I'll send them to you." You know, He put them on your doorstep. Uh, it's the same friend who talks about the fact that there's no there's no a missionary even created by aviation. Right. You know, you don't you don't become a missionary because you were in a plane. You right. know, you do the work at home. That's right. And uh, that's what sort of gets you in the habit and the lifestyle of being ready to go abroad and to take advantage of the opportunities that the Lord gives you right. uh, abroad as well. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So what what are your hopes for the conference this year? To look at this sort of program and, and think about the format and all the things that are offered. I know you guys have like some cafes in the evening too, some spoken word and yeah. things of that sort. You sort of take it all in and think about the program and the and the the conferencing as 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 an initiative to stir and mobilize. What are your what are your hopes? Well each year we do an evaluation afterwards and you always, year by year, want to become better in the places that you're weak. Mm. I think one of the areas is that it's a challenge to reach the millennium youth mm. of today, whether we're talking about church membership or we're talking about missions. And so I think that there's a greater effort this year to have a really uh, youth-oriented, appropriate, dynamic outreach to youth this mm. year. Amen. Growing out of the experience over the past. And somewhat over the past, we focused focused more on adults than we have on youth just because of manpower kind of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the children, uh, this will be one of the best conference years for children mm. of the four years. All right. um, with, again, dynamic planned program from A to Z for them mm. right from the beginning. Um, I think that I'm always hoping that we can take pastors who were like myself, who says, no, 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 you go, you go, you go, to be able to understand why it's important that they become involved in more literate 
when it comes to mission involvement. Mm. Um, I think that if we can encourage people in terms of giving, mm. um, that that's a challenge. Mm. And to work out new models mm. as far as people networking and coming together and talking, those that are mobilizers to understand how do we do it. Like, for instance, one of the things that we've done that's been exciting is we have, over the last three years, taken up an offering from the collective group to sponsor a missionary mm. on the field. Mm. And it's kind of evolved. Uh, the very first year we tried it, we did pledges that people would actually pledge to a missionary. And that didn't work out as well. Again, mm. some of the historical problems of people following through with their pledge. Mm -hmm. But the next year we changed that and said, okay, not asking you to do a pledge, we're asking you to give an offering right now towards a specific person that's going on a specific mission overseas. And that has worked out really great. And the whole offering is, we don't take up anything for the ministry itself, it's everything is given towards that missionary that's going abroad. And that's been a, a, a model, a different model. And then just trying to, to get people to talk about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, did some great people come together, you know, like when, when you look at what you all are doing on the front porch and your in, emphasis upon the inner city, it's, it's exciting. That kind of conversation mm -hmm. you want to have because the cities still are just cities. That's right. And brother, when you get to Kampala, you're back in the city. city that's right. And so trying to get that dialogue to mm -hmm. take place and mm -hmm. to happen, mm -hmm. uh, much more prayer. We're always hopeful that there'll be a greater prayer agenda, that people's prayers will go beyond Southeast, they'll go beyond Upper Marlboro, mm. but that they will reach the world. Amen. That's a, a real desire. Amen. Amen. May the Lord breathe on that, and may in His grace just bless it exceedingly abundantly above anything that we've imagined, and, and do even greater for the glory of His name and the joy of the nations. Amen. Amen. So next time, if you're willing, let's talk a little bit about some of the barriers and some of the strategies mm -hmm. um, for just getting in the game, getting involved. Okay. You got folks out there saying, put me in, coach. Right. Uh, let's <laughs> make sure they know the plays. Right. Uh, right. So next time. Okay. Thank you guys for joining us on the front porch and uh, join us again as we think uh, about the Lord's call upon his church. I, I love the way one brother put it. He said, it's not that the church has a mission, but that the Lord's mission has a church. And so let's figure out how we be uh, the Lord's people on mission. Uh, come, come chop with us again. God bless.